This is a Baby Brunch podcast. I get to speak to a lot of people. And when I realized that it's back to school for most of us, I thought, why not bring an expert in that understands children and understands moms as well? Because it's one thing to understand children, right? But I like getting advice or having conversations with moms who have also done it. And you've done it three times. Yes, I did. (laughs) Still doing it. Still doing it. How old is your youngest? My youngest is 21 months now. My oldest nine and my middle child is seven. So you're the principal of a development center. So in the olden days, we would say a creche, but a creche is different. In, in a creche, they look after the children. Yes, I feel like a, a creche is like somewhere where you, it's like a, a place where you just go leave your child for babysitting. Oh, dear. Yes, <laughs> I feel that we are really a development center. We stimulate the kids and keep them busy and um, work on their milestones and really work on their yeah, their development. It's it's not just, it's definitely play, 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 because of course they learn through play, but we do it with, with a mission, mm-hmm. with a, with, yeah, there's a mission behind everything. You want to ask so many questions, because I think the first time when I was my child was babies or crash or of educate or what whatever You know what? The anxiety for me as a mom was so bad. I didn't know what was happening to me. All I knew was this. I was pregnant with my second one because they're 22 months apart. I was pregnant with my second one and I had to drop off the firstborn at school for the first time. And she started school in an August. So it was an August month. And I remember getting to the car and vomiting. I was so stressed. I was so stressed about it. And, and learning that it's back to school for our moms now I say back to school for us because it's not just our children's journey. It's our milestone and journey too. So being the principal, I thought, let me bring you in and ask you some questions. Why do we get so nervous? Why, why is it so hectic? Why is it so erg? It's because we feel as moms, I'm talking about a mom perspective now, that we feel that no one can look after our children like we can. But we have to remember that moms must choose a school that they feel they must follow that gut in them and see, can I leave my child here? Will they also look after my child and care for them like we, like I would do? So if you choose your school well, I think it will be better on a mom. And she will feel, okay, I will have a relationship with these people. And it's like, it's a, it's a community raising the kids. So if you work in partnership with them, I think it will be a better journey for you. When we talk about our babies, I mean, I, I talk about it loosely when I say our babies, but I'm also talking about our children. So I have a few friends that have decided to keep their babies at home. So now the baby is two or three years old going for the very, very first time. I would assume that it's easier. Is it easier if, if the baby goes to school when they're younger? I don't want to burst your bubble, but it is definitely easier for the children to go on an early age, it's not easier for the mom. Mm. So it's better for the little ones. They get into a routine and all the schools more or less have the same 
kind of routine that they follow. Mm. So going from a baby house or a or a um, development center. Um, through the pre-primary school, it's more or less the same. So it's easier for them to adapt. And they were already in a class situation. There were a lot of kids around them. So they know this is exactly what's going to happen again. Although it's different for them, it's a new school, new teacher. But I just feel the moms must also not put their fears on their children. They can cry in the car. They can go cry in the principal office. We are more than welcome to 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 lend our shoulders for you guys to cry on. But um, in the class, you must try to be as strong as you can and tell them that, listen, you are going to have the best day ever. And after I came come back from uh, from work, I will come and fetch you. I promise you that. That is the most important for them to say, you're going to play here, but I will be back. Do you know that I do that with my daughters still today? I, I tap, know. <laughs> <laughs> I tap them on their shoulders and I say to them, mommy always comes and they say back. And I think it's something for me because I'm still, you know, my, my babies have been in school for two years now. And I still feel that, that sense of anxiety, not because of who I leave them with, but because I'm not going to be with them. Exactly. And you miss out. Moms feel that they miss out. And it is. We do miss out. But now I'm also in the other in the other side of of this um, discussion that I'm I'm spending my time with so many kids every Mm. day. And I feel so blessed to see other children develop. And Mm. I see those things that the moms miss out. But I I love it to tell the moms when they walk in, listen, do you know what happened today with this one? Did you know do you know what happened to this one? And we sometimes give the mom a call and say, Listen, we need to share this with you because this was just amazing. Or we write it in their communication books. So I feel that it's really a partnership, like I said, um, we have to keep the moms and the dads involved with what is going on with their kids. Baby has been at home for a long time. Baby sometimes becomes toddler or mommy needs to go back to work. Daddy needs to go back to work. Daddy and daddy, mommy and mommy, caretaker, mom who adopted, surrogate. We need to go back. In ons met ons kind vreel eerste keer vat. How do we prepare ourselves for that very first day? I know that sometime this week you had introduction and you also had orientation and now school has started. What what can we do to mentally prepare ourselves leading up to day one? Is there is there something other than the rescue remedy that you want to spray in your mouth? <laughs> How can you prepare yourself? For mom or child? Both. Both. Okay, let's start with the mom. I feel that the mom must really go and meet the teacher. Great if, suggestion. If <gasps> she meets the teacher... Talk to her, ask her a little bit how the routine works. Um, how does she manage um, a situation like this in the class? Or how does uh, how does the feeding work in her class? Where do they sleep? Uh, when do they play outside? If, if the mom gets to know the teacher better, I think she will feel... Um, that she can leave the child here and she knows what what is what the child's um, routine will be and then she will know when she looks on her watch at, at work okay my teacher told me that my child will be eating snack now or my child will mm-hmm. be sleeping now and then I think moms will f- feel better that they know the routine it's it's also good to ask the school to maybe email the routine um, to the mom so that she can have it and then she knows what her child is doing the other thing is we believe in, we have a, a paper like, we call it the basic uh, baby info 
form. Right. What's on it? We give that form to every mom that walks in the first day. And on that form, it says like, we want to know your child. So please tell us a little bit more. Mm. Um, What is your child's routine during the day? Uh, When do they drink milk? What is the amount? When do they go down for a nap? Um, What's your child dislike? Um, What's their comfort? How do they uh, go to sleep? What do they use? A dummy, a blankie, a a A a bottle. A bottle. Um, How do you get them to sleep? Like, do you pat them? Do you just um, um, touch on their shoulder? How do you do it? And then from there on, the, the teacher really knows your child and she can she can work on getting all the children in a routine in the class, make it easier for her mm. as well as for your child to settle in. So that is for the child to also get um, get used to the teacher and their new environment. If the mom spoke to the, the teacher, I feel that um, she will really be more relaxed and know what's going on. To get back to the um, to the kids, Go show your child the school. It doesn't matter what age they are. Go really? show them. Go show, them, go show them the school. Remember, right. babies usually pick up on faces. On They are very emotional. So if a, a teacher giggles to them and smile right. and say, what's your name and take them and hold them, that makes them already feel welcome. So go and see the school. Um, talk to the, the teachers. Go, uh, go see the the class, uh, show them the toys, the playground, and just spend some 10 minutes or so there. And then it doesn't matter how old they are. Talk to them and say to them, you are going to go to school and this is your teacher's name and you're going to play there with your friends. If they can only sit, they are still going to play. What if your child is vocal and says, but I don't want to go to school? Do you chicken out? Do you you keep them at home and decide not not to send them? I feel that will be a mistake. <laughs> uh, that will be a mistake. You can definitely ask your child if they are vocal, but why won't you like to go to school? What mm. is your fears? Mm. What are you fearing going to school? And I think if you walk, then you, you tell them like, okay, but why don't we discuss this with your teacher? Mm. Then ask her if this is really like that at school. Mm. And then the day when you walk in, you go and say, listen, my little one is scared of this and this. Teacher, does it work like this here? Mm. Or how does it work? And usually the teachers are really, if they are well-trained and they know how to handle the little ones, they will definitely say to the, to them, listen, this is not at all how it works mm. here. And if you miss your mom or you think this is, and this is going to happen here, please come tell me immediately mm. and I will help you. Mm. So just to get them in their corner so that they know, because we talk about, the mommy's at school and the mommy's at home. Mm. So they must feel that they can go to that teacher and tell them, listen, I don't feel comfortable in this situation. Help me. I can imagine that there's some kind of anxiety around, but what if my baby or what if they don't know my baby well enough? I'm just thinking of simple examples like if the baby can't sit yet, but you know, some of the other children have reached that milestone where they can sit and you're worried, but... You know, what if she falls over and no one sees? Or what if what if she can't eat properly or uh, chew yet? You know, will they be watching her? Mark, what to do when you're not sure whether your child has has reached all the milestones of her peers in the class, and and you're not sure whether you can let me just say it. Trust the teacher. How do you handle that? 
Um, I'm going to be very straightforward with this answer. If 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 a teacher doesn't know the milestones of a little one, then please don't put your child in that school. Mm. So the the teachers knows and they are trained to know that a baby of this age can do you can expect this of this baby mm. a baby of an older age you can expect this we do not put unrealistic um ex- right. expectations on babies but again back to the information paper that we have that that form is so, like a bible to us so so let's say the school doesn't have an information paper could you ask them to do that i feel you can a mommy if they don't have an information paper i feel the mommy can 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 take a a paper and just write a, a few points down mm. so that she makes sure that this teacher will know exactly right. what to do if my baby is niggly or my toddler started to Mine usually make a a mouth sound like it opens it like a like a little like a little fish. You have to then demonstrate your money. He makes like that for me, and then it means he needs his dummy. Oh, he needs okay. his dummy. Right. So, so I need... tell his teacher, listen, oh. um, he needs his dummy if he makes like that. Right. And and if he says gone, gone, it means he's little taggy. He can't find his taggy, and he needs it now. What's a taggy? He has a little tag. It's like okay, a tag. Like it's, it's like right, a blankie. Right, my so, taggy. Yeah, he oh, has man. his taggy with him, and it needs to be. <laughs> I know my goodness, but he's squirrel, you know. <laughs> it needs to be next to his ear. So I just told her things like that. If right. That is his cue to tell you, listen, I need comfort now. So. If if at school doesn't have that paper, please don't, mommies, please, you must share that information with, with your teachers. Um, st- tell them on a little piece of paper, this is my uh, the nap times, this is when they're niggly, this is what they need. Um, if if your child is like seven months and can't sit already and you feel that they had to, then, again, every child's milestones are different. Mm. So you can't push them, but tell uh, the teacher, listen, I'm a little bit worried about this. Will you check this out for me? And just be careful that mm. they do tend to fall over or um, mm. do uh, they do not like tummy time at all, but I know it's so important. So please tell me how you do it so that I can maybe do it at, uh, at home. Do us as parents have a have a right to know what's going on at school? Like, can I phone the school reception every five minutes to check on my baby? I do feel that 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 is the uh, privilege of a parent to know what's going on with their child. It is their child, and you put them in our care every day. So we have to have a really open relationship with them. So if you as mom want to call the reception, the the receptionist or like I have an administrator in front and my manager and we also have a WhatsApp line that makes it much easier. I for know the that parents. WhatsApp line very well. <laughs> I um <clears throat> we love our WhatsApp line because it is it's it's so nice to communicate with the mm. with the parents each day. And when they when they come and fetch them they already know what what was um going on with their child during the day. So we do recommend if you are worried with your child, why sit at work and be worried about it? Mm. Give us a call or WhatsApp us. Hi, how's my little one doing? Um, mm. Is the, Are they niggly today? Or if your child had a, a difficult night, listen, I just want to check up. Is right. everything fine today? Um, I feel you are, you are welcome to do it. The only thing that I want to tell mommies is that um, it's, it's, they can't expect the, the, the teacher to come out of the class all the time. Right, right. Because then it means she needs to leave the whole class alone and come talk to all the moms on the phone. She will mm. be on the phone all day. Right. And that's why we don't allow um, 
our parents to call our teachers directly. They must call the, the, the school. But our manager, our administrator, they are more than capable to go and check on them, mm. um, quickly check with the teacher and get back to you. The other thing is if you really want to speak to the, the teacher, um, there is a time we always have sleepy times. And if there's an assistant that takes care of the kids on in that time to supervise in the class, um, the teacher can come uh, right. to the so front and a, call you. So that's a, that's a good point. So you can prioritize your speaking time, either Bye-bye. maybe um, ahead of school, like let's say school starts at 7.30, Seven. Yes. Uh, you can come in earlier to talk to the you teacher. Can. You can. Or you can phone when the babies are asleep and say, I really need to speak to you about yes. something. As well as um, um, sometimes the, the teachers work on schedule. So if they leave three o'clock or two o'clock or whenever, they can also give you a call mm. then. So okay. Or if you know it's their early day, they're leaving I say now three, but if they leave, then mommies know they can quickly call and right, say the right. teacher must call me back before they leave. Is it is it wrong, unethical to ask for the teacher's number? You know what? Like any other um, profession, we are also professionals and all of our teachers have their own families as well as um, their own children. My they, uncle Bell. <laughs> that they need to... That they need to get to. So if you can call in working hours, that's wonderful. But I feel that the teachers also didn't see their children during Mm. the day. And now they need to go home, but they're on the phone all the time (laughs) with the parents. So I must say, it it depends from school to school. Mm. I just feel I like to protect my my, um, staff a little bit with their private time Mm. because they, they don't have it often. Giovanni, I'm enjoying this conversation and I wish I knew some of the things that you're talking about now before my kids went to school because I didn't. I didn't know, you know, and, and you're anxious and you drop them off and you go for a coffee and you fetch them an hour later because you just can't, you know. Can't deal. No, it's hard. It's very hard and it's still hard. It's still hard knowing that today they are not with me right now as I'm sitting here with you in my studio and that they are being taken care of someone else, you know. Yes. And, and with both my babies... Um, someone else saw them walk, you know, I yeah. didn't, I didn't because I was traveling and I, I was at work and I saw a video, you know, and subsequently I've lost that video because my phone is gone and oh. now I don't have it, you know, so it is hard. It's really, really hard. What if I meet the teacher and we don't get along? Like I want, can I have another a teacher? teacher? That, I must say, is a very sensitive subject. Does it happen often? No. Not (laughs) not in my experience. I must say, but I appoint lovely teachers. (laughs) Uh, No, let me tell you what I would say or suggest the mom to do. And uh, talking out of my own experience. Right, right, right. I will mention that, um, that I had a year that I didn't get along with the teacher at all mm. we didn't have like a fight or anything but i just didn't see eye to eye with her mm. but she wasn't bad for mm. my child she didn't ruin him right she didn't he liked her right he wanted to go to school mm. and what he had to learn that year he did so it was my personal issues with her personality right like in any um um, social environment in any workplace there's people that you get along with more mm-hmm. than others right um, when you mingle in a group you would tend to talk to others more than others mm. so I would suggest if if you answer a few questions for yourself like 
Is she bad for my child? No. Is she going to do my child harm? No. Will she take my child's best like interest interests at heart? Will yes. she will she yes. will she keep that in mind? Mm. Will their personalities um clash? No. Then you must think, will I have a will I be able to have a conversation with her if there was something mm. happening like a death in the family or something? Um, will I be able to go to her and tell her, listen, something happened and you right. must look out for that? Will I have the, the, the courage to go up to her? Mm. If you can answer those questions as a mom and feel like, you know what, maybe I just didn't get her yet or mm. we we are not the same person, person but right. she's lovely to my child. Then I feel you must take your child's, um, yeah, take what your child wants. Does she you want to stay in the class? Mm. or? But then if there's a situation that you really feel this woman or this uh, man, like if it's an older child, is not good for my child's, personality mm. they clash they argue they he doesn't want to go to school she doesn't want to go to school i feel it is the right of the mom to say listen my child is not doing well mm. they can't stay for a whole year in this person's class mm. go talk to the principal there's definitely a, a way that you guys can work around it and they will hear you out most of them are parents as well mm. so they will hear you out but it must be, I feel, not a personal or sh I just don't like her face. <laughs> I just don't like how her she dresses. Yeah, yeah. Her car. She doesn't have a best car. It's her hair. I, yeah. It was actually her lipstick color. No, I'm kidding. Um, so what, what if your baby gets sick at school? What should we know? So, I mean, children get sick. That was the first bit of advice I got when my kids went to school. They said to me, just know that all babies get sick. I was like, yeah, but I don't want to send it to school because I'm scared the baby will get sick. All babies get sick, so they do. Yeah, yeah. What, what should we know? Would, will the school call us? Or definitely, um, I I think it's good for each parent to know before they start um, at a new school or uh, a new year again to get a updated or revised um, sick leave or the sick policy. Mm. So, what do they allow at school? regarding sick children and what mm. do they not allow at, uh, um, regarding sick children. Because um, in my case, at my school, we have a whole sick policy in... What, what is a sick policy? So, uh, foot and mouth. Yes. Our sick policy will say, like, this is the disease that it... Um, this is what the symptoms are. Right. This will be... Um, is it contagious? Do mm. the child need to stay at home for this long? Mm. For five days, seven days, ten days? And we will stick to that. I did have a few cases that um, that um, doctors... Right. ...sent a letter to me to tell me that, listen, this child can go... Can come back to school, mm. but the hand, foot, and mouth blisters are still on their hands. Oh, yeah. And that is not, <laughs> that is definitely not part of my rules. No. So, parents must, I feel some parents will think the school is being unreasonable, but mm. time and time again, we we tested our sick policy and if it's a good school and they know what they're talking about and they work um, well with, with um, 
doctors in the community as well as um, clinical sisters like a baby sister they will know what they're talking about and out of experience working every day with sick children because they are children getting sick every day um, they will know what they're talking about Mm. and I feel parents must respect the rules because we aren't only thinking about one child but we're thinking about 70 or 100 Mm. or 120 kids my kids in that class your kids <laughs> that is exactly your kid mm. is in that class and we're thinking about the one that isn't sick yet mm. so we are not discriminating about this, uh, um against the sick child mm. we are like we have to stop a, a a whole breakout or we have to stop everyone getting sick and especially the staff as well everyone forgets the staff mm. if babies come to school sick and they uh, make the staff sick. Who's going to look after the others? Mm. That's always, that's my my problems in the real world. Yeah, oh, that's my problems. A lot of people can't afford school fees. It's expensive to put a baby in school or in a development yes. center or a place where someone can take care of them while we're at work or traveling or doing what moms and dads need to do. Why is it important for babies to socialize? I mean, I'm thinking now of... Do they do do we leave them at home with a caretaker or our moms or a nanny or why is it important for them to go to school? I feel like experts say babies are ready to socialize by three to four months. Wow. Yeah, it's lovely actually to think. But if you think back to your baby when she was three mm. or four months, it's a time when they started babbling and they're making sounds. Yes. They're starting to smile. Blowing they look bubbles, at you. Yes. yes. They want to they are they are curious. They want to see what's going on around them Mm. and um it's that is also socializing is is the best uh, language development how they yeah how Mm. they develop their language because they hear all the new voices and words and they get to sing songs and um all those lovely things that we do in our themes and um yeah in our language um, session at school um so it is good for them to socialize. So if a mommy can't afford schooling, I would suggest that she get like a like a tight group of friends that has mm. maybe the same age kids where she can maybe have like a, a, a scheduled play date each each week. Nice. That they go and they socialize. They sit down on their bums with their kids mm. and they talk to them and they play and they see what the other one can do. Also, if they can't afford a whole school week, I feel that there's so many programs out there that babies developing mm. a kindermusik. Um, I don't want to mention or promote anyone, but there's a, a lot of mm. them outside there. A Kenny goes on Pinkfoot in those Clamber Club, Clamber yeah. Club, yeah. Um, moms and babes. babes all um, of them, yeah. yeah, it's it's lovely for them to to get a, along in a group then, and and then they can develop and socialize and play with friends um, I actually wanted to tell you now that I'm, I'm I'm speaking about how important it is for them to be in a group with the same age kids uh, we were on holiday and like I mentioned my older ones and now the baby is the odd one out and the, the cousins and everyone they are older so um, when we went to uh, to the beach my baby found a baby that was the 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 same size as him right and um it was like listen he ran up to him and touched his face and said oh, because hi you are like the same person like as me. me and they were like smiling at each other and it was actually my heart felt 
Oh, shame. He mm. doesn't have anyone that he can't relate to anyone mm. because everyone is taller than him and bigger than him and can talk. And no one has a taggy. No one has a dummy. Mm. Yeah. And now you find a, a Mikey that's the same exactly. height and size. So please, mommies must socialize with the same It's children. an interesting fact that you mentioned. And, and I want to touch on this only, and I'm not bad-mouthing anyone. And I, I want to say it with a lot of um, respect and only because it's, it's something that I found. So my, my older kid was in a class with children that were older and younger than her and then my my baby was in a class that only had her age right so she mm. was in a class with one-year-olds and with two-year-olds when she was one and two whereas my two-year-old was in a class with five-year-olds before uh, also with smaller babies yes. and I found that their development was differently definitely and and I'm talking now emotional development Yes, because I think yeah. sometimes the teachers, and it's, it's very difficult, I will tell you, in my first year of teaching, I had a class like that. And it is extremely difficult to get the milestones mm. like in line because now you have to work out a whole program for the bigger ones right. and the smaller ones. And now the smaller ones think they can do the bigger things and they can't. Mm. And you actually miss, miss like... Yeah. Um, uh, building blocks. Yeah, I've got homework to do. Does I? Yeah. You miss building yeah. blocks. And I, that's why it's so important for them to mingle with the, the same, same age. age I do kids. believe in that. Yeah. yeah and and it's okay if you feel differently. And, and you can see on our, on our podcast platform, uh, there is an option to comment also on our Facebook page. And perhaps you feel differently. We'd love to hear uh, what you think. But just from, from my babies being in school, I can see that there's a difference in their development. You know, there's to some get things. back to that as well, yeah. Ilana, you can also say that that siblings in a house, uh. it, they are never the same age except if they are twins. Mm. So, And it's not bad for them to be in one house. Mm. We are just saying it's maybe better for them to learn from the from the same age. And right. it makes it easier in a class situation. Mm. But if, if there's a play group that has different kind of... Um, of ages in one class, I feel that they must just have a lot of hands helping them right. and just not forget that this one it's is three, or, yeah. Yeah, three and this one is four or this one is five and this one is 18 six. months. Yeah, 18, 18 months, months and, and three <laughs> months or three years. Yeah. Yes, just to remember, just to expect that from this child and not to forget like we have different ages in one class. My child is in school and it's winter. And I believe that in winter, children get sick. And therefore, on the 1st of June, I will take my baby out of school. <laughs> and on the 1st of September, when it's nice and warm and when there's flowers outside, I will bring my baby back to your school, yes. to your development center, and yes. we will continue the year. Can I take my baby out of school? Personally, I will not suggest it. Why not? The reason for it is, in the beginning of the year, the how stressful it is for them to adapt in the beginning of the year mm. so now you take them out for three months again you're going to have january and september all over again but then they'll be healthy they will be healthy but can i tell you something my baby i i have a school and my baby is in my school he was so sick i was like i didn't know what to do anymore mm. so they do get sick. Mommies must be realistic about it. They do get sick. The doctor, the pediatrician told me that it's one of those things. It's, it's a thing just to get, you just have to push through it. Some children's immune systems are just better than others. Mm -hmm. And when I looked 
at um, one class last year, I couldn't believe that there were kids that weren't off sick the whole year. Mm. But why was my baby sick all the time? Right. So it it really it it depends from child to child. child. You can't say my baby will be sick. Be realistic and think, yeah, well, they will be sick. I don't think it's a good idea to take them out and reintroduce them to school again all, all over, over again just to save maybe maybe your child will only be sick twice, but mm-hmm. our other child will be sick five times in, in mm-hmm. the in in winter time. So I won't suggest that. Yeah. Summer, winter, <laughs> they are sick. <laughs> to be to be very honest. How much do we share with a teacher? Do we do we tell them when we are traveling or and I heard you mention it earlier, do we do we tell them when there was death in the family? Yes, I would say so. You know what? We think that the children don't hear us yep. when we're talking to our husbands mm. or when we're talking to our moms over the phone. They don't feel our emotions. Mm. I heard my one son Oh my one yo my son had a conversation with my with my daughter one day and I wasn't even upset I was just very busy that day mm. and I heard him say to her listen we have to be really good because I see mom is in a really bad mood ah. but I walked to the room and I said listen why am I in a bad mood but they feel your tension they feel that mm. you are busy they feel your heart your heartbreak they feel that you have stress at work mm. so Please tell the teacher, inform them, listen, I am going to be away on work. Or we had a situation in the family and it's being it's hectic at the moment. Right. So that the 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 teacher get to know your child so well and their personality and how they act in class. And now all of a sudden, if the child is is acting totally different, now the teacher doesn't know what to do. Mm. But if she knows, listen, I must check out for this child because maybe there's going to be a meltdown today a right. few times. or Then she knows how to handle it immediately rather than to maybe handle it a, a little bit different and does, doesn't understand what's going on. Right. She could maybe handle it perfectly and that child will have a wonderful day. So definitely share Share what you feel you can share with, just to make your child's day easier. What can you ask the teacher at, at pickup time? Do you do you ask them about poofdoeke, like how many times <laughs> they made a poop and, and a pee-pee? And, and do you, like, can you, can you go there? Like, definitely, definitely you are allowed to know. And my husband always laughs at us when we're talking about those things because that is a topic in our, the baby house. Mm. We we talk openly about the, the dukkha. Mm. We talk about the nappies and we talk about how they look because mm. we know each child so Listen, well. That that tells your health in many ways. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's not it's not foreign to talk about it. That's our it's our job. It's something mm. that we have to know. Definitely ask them if there was something wrong. Uh, was all the na- nappies like regular? Right. Um, if if you know your child has a dirty nappy three times a day, ask mm. was it three times? And if it was not, you know, maybe oh, this may be constipation, or maybe I must look at the diet, mm. or then you can know. But definitely ask them nappies. If they weren't enough um, wet nappies, then you know. And in, in this 
hot heat that we had at the moment, like then my child didn't drink enough. Mm. Uh, make sure my child drinks a little bit more tomorrow right. to, uh, to prevent dehydration. So you have to, uh, to, uh, to ask those things. In our school, we have like a, a report. Every day we have a report. So it's on the wall. On the in the class, so when mommy comes in, they can look on the report, and there it will be marked off. Your child had so many na- wet nappies, so right. many dirty nappies. Um, the sleeping times that we ha- they had, um, what did they eat? Did they eat all their snack, all their breakfast, all their lunch? So we do mark it off there for the the parents to look at, and we always tell the dads, and we give them the advice in the beginning of the year: if you come and pick up the mm. child, mm. please take a photo. With your phone right. off that uh, schedule, because mommy will ask she you, will ask you yes. that they eat, when did they sleep, when did they wake up? So, and daddies don't, they do, they're not wired like that. Mm, so mm. they forget. I oh, know I can't remember when did they wake up. Mm. So yeah, take a photo for for um, your wife at home so that she can know this was my baby's routine today. Take me through the routine. Is it? Yesterday, I got a fear. First day arrives. We now. In the baby seat, we have our bottle packed. The baby bag is packed with extra clothes in case there's wet. Um, maybe the snuggy toy. And we have had the visits at school. You know who your teacher is, where you're going to go to school. We think we're ready. A little bit anxious still and short of breath, but we are in this. We're ready to hand over baby to the teacher is it drop and go? Do you stay? Do you kiss the baby in teacher's arms? <laughs> when when do you turn around and leave? Just take me through the drop and go. Okay. Yeah. So, mommy can can tell the child already at home. Come, let's take your bag. We are going to school, and then on the way to school, tell them. We are going to play with this. If you know maybe some of the the friends from last year's names Mm. or, um, you know, the teacher's names, you're going to play with this child and this Mm. child and your teacher is waiting for you. And are you going to build blocks and you're going to play with the toys and you're going to drink milk and you're going to drink milk and you're going to have a sleepy time and what's your favorite school uh, food at school. So talk them through it. And when you guys get out there, you walk up to the school and if there's something interesting um, in the. Um, trees. Yeah, maybe in the trees or in the flowers. Uh, the, yeah, I see that you've done it before. You've done it before. It's like on the playground, maybe they took out toys already that they want to play with. Say, oh, are you going to ride on that pink or blue bike? Or are you going to play with that ball? Um, encourage them to have a fun day. And then when walking into the, the school, you must not, it's a very difficult. I know I'm a mom myself and I cried when my baby had to leave my office to a, to a class just down the hall or, or down the, the passage. So um, I was in a mess and mm. uh, my manager laughed at me and said, what's going on with you? But that's a mom. Mm. A mom is like that. So then when you walk in, you have to put on your, your, your beagle boots and stay strong for their for their sake. Like I said, they they feel your emotions. Go into class, greet the the teachers and the assistants friendly to say to show your child that you like them. Mm. So you must you can like them. You can trust them. I trust them them to or yeah them to take after you. So um, you can also trust them and to comfort you today. Mm. So greet them friendly. 
I have a saying that I always do with my 21-month-old. I usually peek around the corner and then I say to the teachers, did you miss me? Aww. So I, and, and he, he knows that's the routine mm. and he knows he's going to school yeah. then. And usually the teachers will then respond, oh, we missed you so much. We're so glad we, you are here. Right. So he knows they are excited to have him today. Mm. So to, to make something maybe like that for a mom and a child, it's like a, it's like a personal thing for them. That's a, a good, like a tradition to do every day at school. And then drop and go is the best. Greet the teachers, make a big fuss of all the wonderful toys that's lying on the floor or what's packed out on the tables and pass them into the caregiver's hands, kiss them and say, I will be back. Like we said earlier, (laughs) I will be back. And then mention that I'm going to work. And when I'm finished there, Mm. I will come and pick you up and That is the most important. Please do not let your child be taken by the caregiver and then just slip away Mm. because then they don't know where you are. It's like playing peekaboo. Where are you? You're going to appear again. Are you going to come back? Are Mm -hmm. you going to leave me here? So it is important for them. If they cry, then after you, you, you said, okay, I will be back and I love you, then it's hard for the mom. Just turn around and go. Okay. The caregivers and the teachers, they know what to do. They know how to distract. They know how to keep them busy. Mm. And usually, let me tell you, 90% of the times when mom gets in the car and cry her eyes out. They've stopped crying. They stopped crying <laughs> and they're already playing. Right. Mm. Yeah, they're already playing. In the first few weeks, adaption can take anything from one week to four weeks. Depending on your child's uh, personality and how how sensitive they are to change. But in those weeks, the Monday is bad. The Tuesday is worse. Mm -hmm. By Friday, it's better. The next Monday, it's going to be terrible again. So mom must be prepared that it's going to take a while. But this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. And then one of these days, you have a child that you're going to fetch at school and doesn't want to come. They want to play. And then we have little ones that tells their moms that just over two years old, they tell their mom, please come back later. Mm, Because they still want to play. They still want to play. I hear you speak now the the amount of weeks. I remember it was week six and my eldest was still unsettled, you know, going was still hard. And I also wondered when will this stop? And it did, you know. It did. For Mm. some, usually it's one to four weeks. But we had a child that took eight weeks and I thought that, I, we don't know what to do anymore. And mm. just then one day, it just stops. Okay. Just one day, it clicks in that I have to be here because my mommy works. The reason why I said, tell your child you're going to work, because our teachers love to say to them, if they ask, where's my mom? Where's my mom? Then we usually tell them, mommy's working, mm. and then she's going to climb into your car, right. and then she's going to go buy you guys um food for tonight mm. and after she bought, bought food she's coming to come and fetch you oh, okay. so we like to tell them the routine as well what mommy is doing because they don't know mm. what is my mom doing she's just gone mm. so we like to tell them your mom is coming back after work and that's what you tell so no one is lying mm. no one is lying to them we are all honest and we have their best interests at heart I love the putting their minds at ease as to where you're going and even now having done that 
my eldest is four now. If I get dressed, no matter because I have more than one job, you know, I don't yes. just I, mean, I don't just work at the radio. But if I say to her, "Where's mommy going?" She usually references the radio because that to her is work. And yes. I just leave it at that, you know, yes. no matter which gig I'm going to, I just say, yeah, you're, you're right, going mom. to the radio. I'm yes. going to the radio. So that must be their comfort. Where is my mom? Yeah. That's where she is. She is. Yes. Wow, Yovani. Well, as our mommies and daddies are gearing up to have their babies become future leaders, presidents, uh, executives, CEOs, and it starts with, with you and, and a team of many other people uh, in the world as development uh, experts. What's your words of encouragement to any mom or dad that needs to send their little one off? Because it is hard. It is hard. This too shall pass. And then there will be a time that they are so happy at school and you can't actually remember the time mm. that they cried and that they didn't want to go. So it's just a phase and it's like a growing pain, but it will pass. That's the first thing. The second thing that I want to say for parents that's maybe going to a new school or still looking for schools maybe to enroll, follow your gut. Like I said earlier as well, I, I do believe you walk into a school and you feel this can be my second home for my child mm. because that is exactly what it is. It's a second home. And if mommy doesn't like the, the place and daddy doesn't agree where baby going, where baby is going, I promise you the child will feel it and they won't be happy there. So put your child in a facility or a school or a developing center where you feel absolutely safe. They can look after your child. The other thing that I also wanted to say is that with that being said is it's a partnership with the school. So talk to your to your teacher regularly. Mm. Um, make make the time to see her quickly in the morning, uh, maybe once a week or twice a week or in the afternoon when you go and fetch her. Talk to your uh, to your teacher and ask, was there anything that you picked up that I have to be aware of? Or is there anything that you would like to share with me that I have to look out for at home, especially with potty training? And if if there's bed wetting again or mm. when the child is being anxious, was there maybe a friend that that uh, that w was a little bit harsh on on mm. your child? Or was there a situation in the class that was maybe stressful? Mm. So seek for that partnership in the teacher. They are human. Mm. They are there to look after your child. This is their profession. And teachers are born. We are not, yeah, we are not, we do not study to be a teacher. We do, but mm. we are born. It's in our blood. So they are there for the moms. They are there for the, for the, um, for the children. I had a discussion with a, a psychologist one day and she told me, I'm so lucky I'm in my in my job because I only have one patient. You guys have three to mm. work with because it's mom, dad and baby mm. or toddler. So we have three to to feel safe in the school and to to have a relationship with. Yeah. So please seek for that relationship. If you do not have a relationship, it's going to be a difficult year. It takes a village to raise them, mm. isn't it? So take hands and um, take the help. If you need to work, take the help. Uh, put your comfort in that teacher. Let her help you. We have a lot of moms that walks in and we can just see like, listen, this mom needs mm. us today. 
because that's what we're there for. And then we take the baby and we say, go to my office. Do you need a coffee or just do you need to make a call? Mm. We'll talk to you now. And we have so many comebacks of moms that said, listen, I really appreciate Mm. that day. We don't have to know what's going on in your life. We really don't have to know. It's just to know that we're all in the same situation. We're all fighting this, this, this big this big bad world that we have to raise these children in and we have to take hands. Mm. So that's my words of encouragement. Well, you free your funny. Sit back now in Thrana Book with Finnishbury School. Thank you very much. We we appreciate your pleasure. your encouragements and also the clarity, you know? Simple examples of just what to ask for because you don't know, you know? Because when you leave it's it's your baby and them. So Hello. No, and it's your, it, it's your, it's your, uh, it's your most, it's your your best possession that you will ever have. So I always say that my, my children, yeah, it's my highest yeah. achievement. It's everything. That is, yeah. it yeah. is. And we also have to remember they were given to us by God, but they are a gift, and it's not a, it's actually not a possession. Mm-hmm. We don't own them, mm-hmm. but we have to guide the, them. And when they are small, we have to take. Um, their decisions and make decisions for them Mm -hmm. the best that we can think of in that time. So that's why I say follow your guts and believe what what you feel inside is this the right place for my child. And then it will be it will be a lovely relationship with the school. It will be a partnership. It can't go wrong then. Yuvani, thank you so much for other stories about ordinary people who do extraordinary things just like Yuvani. Click on babybranch.co.za. Thanks for your time. Pleasure. It was lovely. (laughs) 